Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Not only did the Cubs just blow it, but the Astros just had the bases loaded in the first inning against Seattle. Nothing. I just, Nada. I just noticed what you said under your breath and it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. You're just very funny. You're underratedly funny. Who? You. Oh, occasionally. Yep. Sometimes. By about 10.20, I'm just delirious. I think me too. So, yeah. There's a delirium that just kind of kicks delay. in at this point. There's a delay in my brain. Too, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And Ryan's I'm... dead now because yeah. of what the Cubs just did. It's a, it's a very solemn uh, environment right now in here. I mean, like, just the fact that it's a routine play that my son, who's 10, could go out and make hurts. And the fact that it happened to me before with Brent Brown. It's all over social media. He's all actually over. trending. He's the hitting coach right now, by the way, for the Miami Marlins. If anybody out there is wondering, where is Brent Brown right now? Well, if he does he have a Twitter account? I'll X never account, forget. Whatever. I want to say it was a Thursday, though, and we were about to wrap up a spot. And back in the day, just the Cubs didn't go to the playoffs. I mean, they still rarely do. But uh, my dad even gave me the day off of school. Did he really? And he dropped that routine fly ball. Cubs lose. And, uh, man, that hurt tonight. It hurt, but you know what? We got to uh, at least get through through the show for the next 40 minutes. Then we'll drive home in silence. We'll get home. We'll break a couple things and uh, we'll get to the gummies. And we'll get to the gummies. Just like you and uh, and Mad Dog, right? Yep. I think we could do that. All right. I don't know if we've got the open ready, but we can just go ahead and we can uh, jump down and get into some college football. You know, I think I want to actually just jump into this with you real quick because like I... I feel like there's... Look, putting Colorado aside, right? Because Colorado's its own animal. It's its own beast, whatever. Uh... Is Michigan not getting enough attention, not getting enough credit for how good they are? Yeah, like, I, mean, I feel like Michigan has just gone under the radar this entire season. Are we watching what Blake Corum was able to do? It's too late, Scott. I'm just done. This is what happens. We need to know faster. I, we're just not going to do it. I so like the thing with Michigan, man, is like I'm not downgrading Michigan. It's just Michigan doesn't play anybody like Georgia in the mm-hmm. SEC, right? These are cupcake schedules where they haven't seen any real talent yet, other than Rutgers. And Rutgers' offense is a joke compared to you know the top teams in the Big Ten because the Big Ten is obviously top heavy. You got Penn State, you got Michigan, you got Ohio State. But, like, with Michigan, they don't really look for style points. And right now, I don't think they need style points because the last couple years, they've gotten to the college football playoffs. So now this year, it's all about, like, it's championship or bust. It's not just getting back there because they should have beat TCU. That was a disappointing loss where they were favorites in that game. And also, this could be the last year where Jim Harbaugh is the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. He might be going back to the National Football League. I feel like we say that every year, though. Yeah, I mean, I I really feel like he wanted to come back because of all that talent. You brought up the backfield. You have Donovan Edwards. You have Blake Corum. Corum. But you have J.J. McCarthy who, you know, Harbaugh calls the best quarterback, the best young quarterback he's ever coached. Said that about him last year. And now J.J. McCarthy, they kind of take the handcuffs off a little bit. They've opened up the offense. He's pushing the ball down the field. I wouldn't call him a Heisman candidate because he's not putting up big enough numbers. And he kind of had a stinker a couple weeks ago. But right now, I just feel like there's like this agreement with them and every other team. Hey, we're going to pound you guys, but we're not even going to cover the spread. You could go back to your boosters and say, hey, we covered the big number. We're not going to get anybody hurt. We're not going to show a whole lot because that's the other thing. They're showing, like, absolutely nothing because the season for Michigan, we know what it comes down to. It's the Ohio State game. They won it two years in a row. Let's see if they could do it three. So I'm kind of with you. I feel like they're a sleeping giant. But the thing is, man, like the Big Ten, Ohio State, that was a huge win against Notre Dame. And everybody says about Ohio State, well, the offense isn't the offense it's been the last decade. Yeah, but Kyle McCord, especially in the second half, that was like the coming out party. He was on the road, 
I'll say I'll say hostile environment, even though it was 50-50, like I said. Um, but still, man, that was a big win against a good Notre Dame defense, and he made all the right throws at the end. I hate to say it, and I mean, I just watched the Cubs lose in heartbreaking fashion. That was really heartbreaking. Third and 19, Notre Dame about to get off the field, and he makes that huge strike. And then Notre Dame, 10 guys on the field twice in a row. But I, I feel like Ohio State's kind of being slept on a little bit because what I like about them mm. is their defense. And it was what I said going into that Notre Dame game. Like, we're talking about these offenses and these wide receivers and Hartman and McCord. It's going to come down to the edge rushers. I really like Jack Sawyer. I think he's the real deal. I like all their young linebackers because they're another year older. Secondary solid. And Jim Knowles is doing a really good job. And it's only year two. And then you have Penn State. I feel like, if anything, maybe they're the sleeper. Drew Aller, a definite, upgra- definite upgrade over Sean Clifford. He looks really, really good. That's a really good backfield, especially Nick Singleton. Good offensive line, good defense. They got three or four guys that might have double-digit sacks this year. I love Chop Robinson. I bring him up every time because I just wanted to see him stick around at Maryland. Um, Really like him. So I'm with you on Michigan. I feel like they are being slept on a little bit. But at the same time, like I want to see a little bit more because you don't Mm -hmm. play anybody. You know what I mean? And maybe we do fault them because of that. And Georgia as well. Like, if you're not going to go out there and beat teams 60, 70 to nothing, maybe we do fault you or start scheduling tougher non-cons. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, you guys don't play anybody. I'm curious your thoughts, though, about the Pac-12 because you've got four four teams in the top 10, but maybe the best team in the Pac- Pac-12 not even being in the top 10 as Washington State. You've got Washington at 7. I'm curious, is it reputation for you, Ryan, that – leads the Pac-12 to not have some of these top spots, like in the top five, because they've been so bad for so long compared to, like, Big Ten, uh, SEC, etc. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that you brought that up, actually, because I was looking at it. So you could see a list of, like, what everybody does with the AP polls, and there's writers out there that even still, like, after that Ole Miss loss to Alabama, like, the SEC still gets way too much love. It's That is a down league. Top heavy, I mean, Georgia is unbeaten for the last three years, and they're back-to-back champions, so it's hard to downgrade them. But Alabama's not great this year. Yeah, Ole Miss isn't great that year. LSU, we overrated a little bit. In fact, I'm betting Ole Miss against them this weekend and the over. So, yeah, and I feel like we're sleeping a little bit about the the Pac-12 because every year, you know, they put up big offensive numbers, but then the Pac-12, like, sees an SEC or an ACC team in a bowl game, and they usually get waxed because they don't play defense. But, like, let's... Talk about some of these teams. Utah, look how good that defense is. Potential to finish top 10 once again like they always do. UCLA, that was a 14-7 game. When's the last time you saw a UCLA-Utah game and 14-7? UCLA has the number one scoring defense in the Pac-12, not even Utah. Oregon, look how tough they were. Granted, it was against Colorado, who doesn't have a very good offensive or defensive line. They were really tough in the trenches. Um, and much improved defensively. And look at all the guys they lost in that secondary, including Christian Gonzalez, who was a first-round talent taken by the Patriots. Um, You brought up Washington State. I feel like they're being really slept on, only 16th in the country. I just want to see when they step up in class a little bit. Big game coming up against UCLA. Uh, They got a game on the road against Oregon. I'll be betting Oregon most likely. Yeah. And then, you know, not tough to finish out the year for them, though. Arizona State, Stanford, and Cal, three easy wins most likely. Cam Ward. If they win 9-10 games, I think he should get some Heisman love, man. He looks like a legit NFL quarterback right now. I mean, Michael Penix Jr. is now the favorite to win the Heisman, too. Oh, And this is something you've been talking about been giving it out since all year. really all summer. I yeah. love you... That offense, man, it's just so fun. And, and so here's the thing. We were on um, 
even before we came on tonight, we had the sound on. I forgot we were watching, and they're like, in Washington, they really haven't played anybody, and I'm fine with that. Like, what are you talking about? They just went on the road and beat Michigan State. That's a Big Ten opponent. And I get Michigan State's a little bit of a mess, but when they scheduled that game a couple years ago, you know, look what you thought you were getting. I mean, Michigan State is a couple years removed from winning double-digit games. Uh, year one for Mel Tucker, going to a bowl game, the year that they had Kenneth Walker and, you know, Peyton Thorne before he was an absolute disaster at Auburn. But... They also beat Boise State 56-19. Yeah, and these are their non-con games. And yep. don't worry, they're going to play a tough enough schedule. That offense, though, the Kalen DeBoer system, Michael Penix when he's fully healthy with an actual offensive line is so fun. But it is kind of crazy, and it does kind of show, though, the lack of defense and the lack of, like, hmm. I was going to say, like, ta- I'm not going to say, like, talent in the secondary because every year you look at the NFL draft and there's tons of talent coming out of the Pac-12. But it's funny because, like, Bo Nix in the SEC was Bo Picks. You didn't trust them. You never wanted to bet them, especially yep. on the road. Michael Penix at Indiana, we didn't get a big enough sample size. He had one really good year, then he got hurt the next year, and it wasn't a great offense. But then these guys go to the Pac-12, and they just put up these ridiculous-type numbers. But the Pac-12's it's loaded. probably the D-line. And I think these teams are good, too. All like, that pressure in the D-line and the SEC, which I yeah. think that's what they're known for, is that is the trenches. And then that just forces these quarterbacks to make bad decisions. So if they have time yeah. and they're a talented quarterback, they're going to be able to light it up. Yeah. Also, the skill position players in the Pac-12 are just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, look at these look at these kids that they're Jordan Addison at. comes from USC, yeah. goes to Minnesota. He's automatically the number two option. Yeah. I just, I mean, the Pac-12, I think it, right now, honestly, probably the most fun conference in all of college football. The ACC is obviously really good, too. Yeah. The ACC's Clemson's, having a great year. I know Clemson's 2-2, two and two, man, but even Clemson should. They easily could be a 4-0 team. You got Florida State. North Carolina, so much better than we projected, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Miami. I can't wait for Miami-Florida State. I think Miami's going to clip Florida State. I still have concerns about Florida State's offensive line, but the back end of their secondary, and Tyler Van Dyke and those wide receivers, like they look good. They look they look like I thought they were going to look last year. The problem was they had a doofus for an OC, Josh Gattis. <laughs> Although that said, Maryland still hasn't lost. How about, that, the, how about the Terps? And, I mean, I've this is the best the Terps have been in Michigan years. State. They rolled them. I think this is the week where Michigan State just completely quits, and I think we're going to see some guys quit that program, man. But the Pac-12 is so fun. Really quick, going back to it, Tristan. In fact, Friday night, we're going to be live on the air, 9 p.m. kickoff. We'll be here, and it's going to be, you thought that Cubs uh, loss was bad. If Oregon State loses, it's going to be really bad in here. So I'm going to bet our Beavers. I'm not going to take the three and a half. I grabbed a two and a half. I like some money line with Oregon State right now. We're still waiting to see. I don't think we're going to get Cam Rising. He dressed for pregame warm-ups against UCLA, and then when the game kicked off, he was in shorts and a T-shirt. It's starting to feel like they're going to use him just as a tease every week, so right. teams don't know how to game plan. Yeah, and like this is what Kyle, Kyle Whittingham does. He's like, ah, oh, it'll be a game-dime decision. I'm hearing uh, there's some reports that maybe he's not really interested in returning anymore because mm. the game that they had circled was the UCLA game. Didn't come back for that one. Didn't really matter. But the offense, like UCLA, I mean UCLA, Utah's undefeated right now, but it's not because of their offense. They're on their third-string quarterback right now, Nate Johnson. They're only averaging 19 points per game in that game. Granted, it was his first start against a good UCLA defense. He was 9 for 17. His QBR was 35.4. So, And they had other uh, injuries in that game as well. So Jackson, Laquitian Jackson, who's now the starting running back because – their other running back, Micah Bernard's out for this season. He got hurt against UCLA. He's most likely not going to play. Uh, Keithy, most likely not coming back. He's got that knee injury. They're being carried by their defense, which has given up 10 points per game. But the offense is just not explosive right now. And I know Oregon State's coming off a stinker. But now they go back home. Utah's a much better team at home. I never like betting against Utah at home. It's a top 10 
uh, tough place to play in the country. But Oregon State's rushing attack, I know they got slowed down last week. I really like Damian Martinez. Um, what do you think about a Utah team total under? I don't know what that number is. We'll find out probably tomorrow. No, but... I just want to take Oregon State. I don't know, because we could get some points. I don't know, because like Oregon State is an offense, 34 points per game, 7 yards per play. DJU, though, these last two games looks like DJU again, and that's the problem, like turning the ball over way too much. But the overall numbers, 828 yards, 8 touchdowns. Like, they could score some points. Even against Washington State, they lost the game, but they hung 35. They lost 38-35. And that's what's scaring me a little bit, is the defense isn't trending the same way that it was early on in the season or it was last year, year one, for you know when Jonathan Smith really turned that program around. Yeah, so, that was the best defense in the Pac-12 last year. I could see it being a higher-scoring game. You know... This has nothing to do with the games this weekend or anything even college football, but it has to do with the quarterbacks because I'm looking at all the looking at the Heisman odds and I'm thinking to myself, how many quarterbacks right now, if they don't go back for a senior season or you know another year of eligibility, how many first round picks could we have in the 2024 NFL draft? So Caleb Williams definitely, right? Drake May Drake definitely, May, definitely. Shadur Sanders if he goes, you know, I'm seeing JJ McCarthy mocked top ten. You know who's going to be the number three quarterback? I promise you, you could tape this and I'll write it in blood. I won't be wrong. It's going to be Spencer Rattler, wow. who is having a tremendous season. Nobody's talking about it because he's at South Carolina. That offensive line is awful. He doesn't have the best weapons. And I think he has, like, one turnover-worthy throw this season. Spencer Rattler has been awesome. He looks like the quarterback that we thought he was going to look at look like when he was the projected number one overall pick. I think it yep. goes Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. Drake May, Spencer Rattler, three. Over I, Shadur Sanders, yeah. over uh, J.J. McCarthy, so over like Riley Anthony Leonard. Richardson, come out of the dark. Nobody talks about him until all of the combine and some of the, like— Pro pro workouts, all that stuff. That's he's going to come out of the clouds, kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah, I think like everything that you worried about with Spencer Rattler, the bad decision making, the throws off the back foot, just him kind of being an F. That's the only way I could put it. Like yeah. there was just, I feel like there was a lot of people that were kind of like out on Spencer Rattler, mm-hmm. the person, the leader, and now he goes to South Carolina and he's kind of really turned that thing around. I mean, he's looked he's looked really really. Good. Well, sometimes a fresh start, new coaching, new system, new environment, new culture can really change, especially a young player, a young quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, listen, we, we Joe Burrow is always the story we like to bring up, right? I mean, the guy left Ohio State never playing for them, and then he goes to LSU, wins a national championship, number one overall pick, and now we know where that is. So sometimes guys moving on and getting another opportunity, they just fit better in the system. Maybe they just, they're just more mentally, you know, they're just focused. They're just uh, more motivated. I don't know, like there's a lot of different... I mean, a, these, a lot of different reasons why that can happen. Yeah, I mean, like, but you look at some of these quarterbacks. If you're bad this year, maybe you want to be bad. Tyler Van Dyke is having a ridiculous season. Mm-hmm. We were projecting him as a first-round talent last year, and then he got hurt and the whole team quit. Um, you know, like, obviously, Sam Hartman's not an NFL starting quarterback, but he could be a pretty reliable backup. I feel like, though, now that I'm looking at this, if I was going to make a bet on the Heisman today, so if you think that Washington State could actually run the table and they're live to win the Pac-12, which I don't know, I'm, I'm not there yet. Cam Ward's still 35 to one to win Heisman. Mm-hmm. He's he's putting up some of the best numbers for a quarterback this year in the entire nation, not just in the Pac-12. And then the other one I was looking at would be Tyler Van Dyke, who's still sitting there at 33 to one. Especially if you think they're live against Florida State, they could run the table, go to the ACC title game, win that thing, be a college football playoff contender, and. 33 to 1 is still a good price. 
most likely it ends up being one of the top guys. I, hate saying. I mean, yeah, but if you're looking just, for some value right now. You might have it. There's a lot of names that could climb this board over the next few weeks. I mean, Jordan Travis could still. Your guy Sam Hartman. Don't be don't be down on Notre Dame just yet. They're, yeah, you know, if they, if they could if they could go undefeated the rest of the way, maybe he gets a look. But I don't know. It's bet MGM the night. Nick, Trista, and Ryan are taking a short break. Stay tuned because there's plenty more to come on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. 